Welcome everyone to another exciting episode of Idiots in Time. My name is Chris Savendano, and sitting to the left of me is Nicolas Hirong. I am your presenter and your the lead of the show, I guess. And to my left, we have a special guest, Mr. Eddie Fuentes. Hey guys, it's uh, good to be on the show. <laughs> Thank you very much for coming. I yeah. know you had to travel very, very far. Uh, yeah, it was quite a drive out here. It's, it's quite nice. A lot of mountainous terrain. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right, you guys, we do want to apologize for the long uh, duration in between episodes. It's just, it's been, till, we're in the year 2021 now. So, you know, a lot's happened. It's a lot has happened. Yeah. We're it's, still alive. It's been a thing. It's been tough to try to get everybody to record and find time to do the research and whatnot, but hopefully this year we'll be more on top of it and uh, more of a set schedule. Hopefully. Yeah, we'll keep we'll keep trying to pull out episodes as many times as we can, but we might not making any promises. <laughs> yeah. No promises. Yeah. Yeah, the year's still not looking too hot, so we'll see how it goes. Yeah, it's off to a rough start. Yeah. <laughs> People dying left and right. <laughs> but anyway, so this episode is going to be on Medieval Nights. Speaking of dying all the time. <laughs> right? <laughs> and uh Medieval Nights. Hmm. Yeah. And it's funny, this idea came to me shortly after... Sorry, quick question. Do you mean medi- med- medieval nights like as in not daytime, nighttime, or medieval nights like... Like swords. <laughs> like swords. Okay. Yeah. Just wanted to clarify. No, of course. So it's funny, the reason I, that I thought of this subject was actually we finished shortly after the, the Ancient Hungarian episode, and you had brought up some, a question that uh, I thought, well, you know, I didn't even answer that, and you asked, what is medieval? And I thought... That's a good question, That's man. a good-ass question. What is... go medieval on your ass. Yeah, I know, right? We've all heard that. And so, alternate... Ter- before I get to the alternate terms for this are the Middle Ages or the Dark Ages. But medieval literally means to... It just... it, it uh, The definition is Middle Ages. Middle Ages. Uh-huh. Well, I guess I'm medieval right now because I'm in the Middle Ages <laughs> of my life. <laughs> Chris, you're not 50. I think that's midlife. Yeah. Oh, midlife. Oh, well, shit. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, that's, it just means the Middle Ages. Okay. And uh, this this era of uh, human history starts at the collapse of the Roman, or the western half of the Roman Empire, and that's roughly dated about 476 CE, after Christ, so to speak. Okay. Mm-hmm. And it starts from there to the 14th century. Uh, which would be the, the beginning of the Renaissance, right? Okay. And this is also, told, like I said before, it's known as the Dark Ages. So we have Vikings, Knights, the Plague, all kinds of just... It's a bad time for Western Europe. It's just heavy metal everywhere. It really is. Huh. Yeah. And it is... And funny enough, the Middle Ages is broken up into three uh, three categories, or three stages. We have the Early Middle Ages, which is from 500 CE to 1000 CE. We have the High Middle Ages. I prefer the Middle Middle Ages. From 1000 to 1250 CE, and then we have the Late Middle Ages, which is from 1300 to 1500 CE. Okay. Which is, like, weird, because I feel like that's mostly the era we hear of, is just that last piece. That last 500 years. And everything else is just forgotten, even though it is medieval. Yeah. 1500s isn't that far away. No, I mean, that was... That's relatively still, like... Yeah, that's not that far. That's recent. I'll put it, I mean, uh, America got uh, its first colonies in the 1600s, and the 1500s, we see the Hernan Cortes and all the uh, Spanish explorers hit the Americas. Yeah. So, you know, this is all... It's fairly recent as far as human history is concerned. It's good to be in America. (laughs) So, anyway, let me start with the word night itself. The word night, you know, the K-N-I-G-H-T, has been around... That term has been used for central uh, for centuries. The ancient Romans used it. It was a term in in their government as if you were knighted. So this term has been around for a while, and so it's nothing new. But when we often think of knights, we think of these you know dudes, yeah. ironclad armor, but like this, guards and stuff. Yeah. yeah, but this term has been around for a very long time, and like like mod, like the guys during like the high middle ages, they would look at Alexander the Great and people from like ancient times and they would call them knights. It's just, that's kind of how they were raised and how this word has been used. Okay. But the word at night, the word knight itself comes from the Anglo-Saxon word, which uh, basically means uh, if you were to try and make it into today's terms is uh, it meant servants. Oh, okay. so like, and you are a sense of a servant to the king or to your Lord. Yeah. And so it is during the, the early Middle Ages, so this, you know, the early aspect that we that we see the birth of knights. And this was not a glamorous beginning. It was mainly household troopers that were used by the king, and were small little kingdoms at the time. This wasn't empires. This was 
tiny little places where you needed a couple guys on deck to when you have to fight some guy who's trying to invade your lands, basically. And uh, this wasn't regal. It was, you know, a time where it was these people were varying levels of uh, social class. So you had aristocrats or nobles, but you also had lower classmen too as knights at this time. But they were like also to their armor and everything. It was like bare bones, just throw some shit on and get out there and fight kind of thing. Oh shit! So at this point, they still didn't have it was suit and armor and all. Yeah, that. it was it was quite different at this early time. They had underneath they would typically wear a a thing called gambeson, which is layered cloth, which is actually fairly protective among swords and arrows. <laughs> but on top of that, they would do the hauberk or the the chainmail armor. Oh okay. Which is about uh, five recalls, about 20, 20, 25 pounds. Mm-hmm. And you're most of it you're carrying it on your shoulders, but when you put a belt around it, it kinda lightens it up. But if you think about it, twenty five pounds isn't too bad if you have to carry that. Oh, wow. And then you had your helmet, which to be was like a dome and it covered your brow and the bridge of your yeah, nose. Yeah, the bridge of your nose. And these would be the servants. These are the knights, yeah. That's the servants, so to speak. But yeah, that's that was kind of what they had at the time. And then you had like big like mitten gloves basically to help protect your hands and some boots and shit. But it wasn't a whole lot. But these guys, they would train, you know, year-round together. There was always a couple of nights together. And uh, they had, they at these early stages, they had the benefits of having better weapons because the Lord would provide them with equipment. As time would progress uh, and it became larger, uh, it was just kind of, if you were the, if you were of the noble class, you had the money. If you were of the lower class, you had to scrounge your shit up and get Grandpappy's old armor chest and hope that shit didn't break. <laughs> Man, yes. Please, Lord, may I have some more armor? <laughs> so wait, when you say they're waiting on the Lord, that's God. No, 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 that, no, no, that, no. that's the Lord is like the person. The, the person, like the owner of the oh, land. Yeah, the owner of the land. Say, those people are screwed and they're praying for weapons. <laughs> and I was like, uh, <laughs> no. We better start scavenging. Yeah, I know. But now, the thing that, uh, what would make them a knight, or as we know it, is cavalry. They were equestrians, or they rode horses. That was their... That was what we'd make it now. is like the high middle ages. That was like dudes and horses. Early time, they didn't really do that. And funny enough, in the, in the book, so... Sorry, I, forgot, I didn't mention this. Most of my information is coming from this book, uh, Medieval Knights, and it's been by Phyllis Gestis. Mm. And uh, a few other articles from online. And uh, she... Phyllis. Mm. Yeah, and I believe she puts forth the notion that, uh, funny enough, the ancient Magyars actually uh, helped in developing the concept of knights using horses because they saw for about 50 years at how good they were at horseback and it wasn't until Otto the first of Germany decided to put his knights on horses that I you know again amongst other things to help push back the hung- the Hungarians yeah I said it last time man these horses don't get enough credit that's true also I'll get I'll get into that yeah. later that's true that's true man these fucking horses mm-hmm. so anyway that's just what this is what makes them a knight and so it is this slowly over the years of them you know getting the horses and whatnot that they would become what they are and the horses are extremely important they are extremely important i'll get into that oh. yeah but uh again to be a knight it was expensive it was very expensive especially heavy cavalry so you got to pay for the horse plus your armor and shit so like the knight had to pay for his own stuff. yeah or the lord depending on who it was at the time so it depended on the country and where you live so for example germany during the 10th century was fairly wealthy so they could afford to equip large amounts of uh troops and to maintain elite shit throughout the year other countries weren't as favorable and so it depends you know it just it t- depends where and when that you existed and it was also i know funny enough that we see this time that we see land grants or what was also known as a fief a fief yes which was and i quote a conditional grant of land in return for military service oh. so this is one way that a knight could kind of get a start but uh, only a small percentage of knights actually became fief holders fief holders mm-hmm but yeah, it's funny, during this early Middle Ages, we see that there was a large number of serf knights, or peasant knights. Because again, when push comes to shove, it does not matter. Grab whatever the fuck you can and get out there and fight for the lion. <laughs> That's right. Mm-hmm. Grab whatever the fuck you can, I like that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, basically. But by the 12th century, we start to see that uh, the knights, it's, it's slowly becoming a, a concept of like nobility. So again, another example, in Germany, uh, in the year 1152, they declared it that peasants could not be knights. Damn, not too poor to fucking protect somebody. Yeah. So, but also, fun fact: neither were farmers or Jews. Oh damn it! Well, yeah. You know what they say about those fucking farmers, man. <laughs> I was like, oh god, Chris, where are you going with this? <laughs> but yeah, on the opposite end, uh, in Italy at this time, lesser men could still Greedy be farmers. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> Chris, I can't edit this. 
You guys should have seen it. It was just boiling in his face. <laughs> I know. Say it. <laughs> just kidding. Anyway, but yeah, uh, in places you know, like Italy, lesser people could still become the knights. Hmm. That's good to know. Mm-hmm. You know. There always has been that uh, like notion of bloodlines for knights and whatnot. That would definitely become yeah. that would become a thing uh, over, e- over your time, fa- yeah. yeah your family and the name that you come from. Yeah. But yeah, you could be a poor person and you know eventually become knighted, of course. But that took like you had to be like you had to kick ass in the military or some shit. Unless you're like born of royalty, it's just like it happens. Now they're out here just knighting everybody. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking who's been knighted lately? Mm-hmm. I don't know. Who, who's... I don't know. A bunch of random ass people. Well, that's a lot of, uh, a lot of artists, actually, funny enough. Like, think about, yeah. like, Sir Paul McCartney or Sir... Sir El- Ian McKellen. Sir Ian McKellen, yeah. And Elton John. I mean, sorry, Sir Elton John. Yeah. Didn't John Lennon refuse to get knighted? Anyways, we're going... I have... We're not, this is becoming a different podcast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah. But, you know, that version of knighting, that's the how the English do their thing. It varied again from country to country. But it was also during this time that we see... Uh, what we call a chivalric code or chivalry, right? And mm. there was no official code. There was no book that these guys go, okay, this is the book of chivalry. You're about to be a knight. Read this. We're going to have a test in two months. You know, <laughs> there wasn't that. Everybody had their codes, but it was it, it varied from place to place. But, it, you know, it wasn't a hard and set fast rule. There was these ideals, right? The What we think of the romantic aspect of, you know, knights were supposed to be, you know, uh, they were men of God, so to speak. They were pious. So, mm. no... You, you're, you're gonna be, you are to remain a virgin the rest of your life, so no oh. ladies, no drinking. That's what makes them so aggressive. <laughs> I know, <laughs> there you Shit, go. right? I, I know. Solved. Yeah. Solved. <laughs> yeah. You want to you want to start an army? Make sure they don't have balls, or they they are no. Maybe keep their balls, but don't let them have sex. Put a chastity belt around them. I yeah. bet you get the best army ever. Yeah. But yeah, they had you know there was this you know that's facts. Facts. Um. So obviously you had like the, these common notions of like things like you had the physical strength, you had to be good for uh, good horsemanship, you had to be good in battle, loyalty to your lord and your comrades, you had to protect the poor and the ladies. These are like the romanticized, this is like the pristine ideal. Now did all of these men actually do that? Uh, probably not. Probably, probably a couple of guys were real cool and other guys were like, oh, you are a piece of shit yeah. kind of thing, you know? So it, it probably varied. But again, this is something that even from early childhood, you know, kids would hear about knighthood and how to, what would be heroic and all of that. There'd be troubadours and bars and all these other people singing and telling stories of knights and whatnot, you know. But again, to how much they actually were as good as they say, eh, probably not. Yeah. Probably not what we think it was. But then there are also orders of chivalry, so different codes and groups. These are not uh, orders in what we sense of the Knights Templar. I'll get to those guys. But these are, you know, orders of like, uh, for example, the first order was the Order of the Bands, founded by Alfonso the Eleventh of Castile, in roughly around 1330 CE. And members of his group wore a red band, and it was a way for them to reward and distinguish themselves amongst other knights. Mm. And Bob so, Dylan uh, had his own band called the Band. <laughs> you know. Wait, Bob Dylan came from the band. His right. his backing musicians were the band. Really? Yeah. I had no idea. Well, I'll be damned. If he did, he had making the band. <laughs> <laughs> he did he has a lot of teeth <laughs> but <laughs> but getting back to the point but anyway yeah so a lot of these orders were typically obviously founded by the royalty so again already it's already becoming now a thing of like prestige and honor and all of that and then again you know I, I put I pose this question do knights actually live up to their you know these codes I will give there I have an example here of this guy who I don't know if you'd call him stupid or fucking just like you know he just fought he was a daily good knight he was the king, uh, King John of Bohemia. He fought in the Battle of Creasy in 1346, and despite the fact that he was blind, holy <laughs> crap! All right. So that man took out a robber, blind as a motherfucker. He looking like Stevie Wonder, ran into the fields, decided yeah. to fight. He died, obviously. I was about to say, like, did he <laughs> just oh. murder everybody? <laughs> I was like, I was about to going? say, the motherfucker took everyone down. No, yeah, that's what I thought too. <laughs> Wait, did he at least take one person down? Uh, there's no records. I doubt it. Oh, okay. The real question here is, did he play the piano? <laughs> you know what? I don't know. <laughs> he, could. he probably would have played like the harpsichord or something equivalent of that at the time. <laughs> but oh. you know what? Uh, again, a for effort. A for effort, right? But funny enough, so when his body was found by the Prince of Wales, he was so struck by this man's courage, he actually adopted his model and his coat of arms for his country and for his family crest. So that's like something that was like, 
even though they were on the opposite side, he's like, damn, man, you were blind and you still tried to fight me. Fuck it. I, I respect that. Oh, wow. Yeah. It's also... Yeah. <laughs> you can't. You got to respect the man's stupidity sometimes, you know? <laughs> yeah. That you also, be dumb. Yeah. If you want to be um, dumb, you got to be tough. Yeah. And that, that also reminds me, too, is like, uh, by this time, you know, roy- you know, royalty, when the, all these knights, when you would fight each other, you're not supposed to, like, if you're, like, knights were in a duel or you're fighting each other and you captured one another, you're not supposed to kill them because you're all kind of related through intermarriages and stuff like that. So if you would fight one another, you kept you catch them, you kept them well, whatever, and then you release them back after your ransom or whatever. But you're not supposed to like, because you're all related. It's like weird. catching a fish. In a sense, yeah, you throw it back afterwards. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I know it, it's odd, but that was how they fought. Unless again, if you were the peasant, you got your ass, you know, you got your head taken off. Of course. Yeah. But now let's get to the fun part: the training and their fighting techniques. Oof. Oof. Yeah. So the first step of the process, they started at the ripe old age of seven. Damn. Yeah. So before that, they were typically raised by the mo- by their mothers and the women of the household. But again, they're already kind of being shown stuff and hearing the stories. But at the age of seven, they would become what is known as a page. And that mm-hmm. is basically, at this age, they're, they're learning manners, proper etiquette, and they're being shown how to, you know, kind of bear arms and they're beginning to ride horses, right? And then from that stage, they go into what is known as the squire, which is where they accompany their lord, their, their knight or whomever clean the armor, do all of that, and this is where their training begins, you know, right? Mm-hmm. So that's riding on horseback, uh, practicing with uh, fake swords against, like, those, like, uh, pole sticks with, like, things coming out of it. So yes, practice. squires are, like, the uh, interns of knights. Ah. In a sense, yeah. This was also when they would kind of compete, and some of them would compete in tournaments to practice. It was running, jumping in armor, getting used to all of that. So this was, like, in the rigorous aspects of their of their, of their their. Uh, of their youth. And this is when they're seven still. They're, no, they're already older now. They're like in their pre-teens, yeah, into pre-teens teens. Okay. teens. Yeah. The, uh, uh, when the squire would become a knight, roughly, I guess for the lords and the kings, for the people who are born of this um, uh, caste, they, it's kind of a ceremony. It's a coming of age, almost, roughly. So this is around the age of 15 that they would be knighted. And during like... Uh, like peace times or whatever it's a huge ceremony it's a big hubbub right if this is like the middle of a battle it's pretty quick and dirty you're knighted get back out there kind of thing Sheesh. yeah but again the, the big pomp and ceremony was for like the like the sons of these nobles and the kings and whatnot again if you were a poor man who fought and showed valiance in, in a battle you could be knighted you know so it anyone could be a knight but to get the big fancy stuff you were you had to be you had to come from the ba- from the family kind of thing okay and a big thing too when becoming knight was getting golden spurs. So spurs is like when you were like riding horse and you kick them. It's mm-hmm. those little spinny spikes that you see cowboys use. Knights use this, and it's something again that's really um, to us seems kind of like whatever, but to them it's like that's a, a huge sign of being a knight and who your character is and the, the level of like training and fighting that you put into it. You know, so it's I, for, there, I forget there's a quote I can't recall I should have written it down. But it's basically these four guys are getting swarmed, and there's one of these like newbie knights basically get you know fighting, and they ask the king like, "Hey, should we send him reinforcements?" And the man just said, "Let him earn his spurs." Sheesh. Yeah. So that's God how. Damn. Yeah. The spurs, man. Those hurt. What are those metal spikes? It's those little, yeah, those spikes little you, metal spikes. It's, yeah. So you can kick the horse in the high gear, basically. Yeah. And the horse is like, ooh. <laughs> basically, yeah. And there's also that we see um, during this time are tournaments, and this was a way for these guys to train for war time, you know, in between wars and battles and whatnot. But it would eventually, it would become its own entity. It would become its own sporting event. And this would happen, like, it would, it'd be like mock battles in the middle of a city. Damn. Yeah, and it's like, there wasn't, like, really, like, a roped-off area. It's just kind of like, if you're in L.A. and there's, like, a bunch of dudes... It just, just happens. It just happens. <laughs> it's like, like the flash dancing. Just In a sense, yeah. Flash but with, like, more violence. Oh, hell yeah. That's what we need. 2021. <laughs> Violent flash, flash dancing. dancing. I don't give a... Yeah, man. But yeah, it, depending on, like, certain kings would be, like, they'd either have to outlaw or try and, like, put, like, constraints on it. Because they would get... A few times people did die, but most of that people would end up injured. Because it's, like, knights trying to, like, throw down and show who's best, basically. <laughs> it's like, yo, let's go get down in the middle of court, shall we? Yeah, basically. Shall. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, it was fucking crazy. And, like, when you read some of the stories, you're like, what the fuck? People were just crazy way back when. Yeah, man. there was a. Uh, There's nothing to do, man. There's one <laughs> night, a famous guy, again, I don't, I don't recall his name, in the middle of a tournament, crazy in the city. Fool gets hit in the head, his helmet gets dented, 
and they're looking for this guy because he's important. Like, where the fuck's the guy? Fools at the blacksmith with his head on the anvil, and the fucking blacksmith trying to take the dent out <laughs> so he can get the helmet off him. <laughs> Freaking great. They were built tough back then. Yes, they, they really. Yeah. Were. and like you said, boredom. Yeah, oh, nothing to do. Yeah, yeah, you have nothing else better to do. Yeah, because most of them can't even. I mean, knights. Because if you're in like the regal fancy stuff, you can maybe read. Everybody else can't read, so there's can't even read books. Yeah. Yeah. So you can just start the fire or do you work in the fire. reading this to me, my lord. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we watch fire for fun. We wait till it pops. <laughs> <laughs> That's what they do, man. Yeah, it, it really was. And then, uh, so then I'm going to get into the weapons and the armor. So I talked about the chainmail, right? Which was, you know, like t- about 25 pounds. Uh, one of the problems it did have was rusting. Because all this stuff was made out of iron. Mm-hmm. So, But again, of course, you, these guys took care of it. They had oils and stuff to manage it but you know it was, it was a pain in the ass and it's at this time they would think they would use this thing called kite shields and it's basically what it says it's a kite it's a shield that looks like a kite okay so it's kind of bigger up here by your head and it kind of narrows down towards your feet and then you would have your sword or your other or your spear typically in your other hand and that's what they would use more often not but in the 1300s we start to see plate armor introduced which is what we more often than not think and sometimes it's actually referred at the time was referred to as white armor because of its shine mm-hmm. And this was, again, depending on where you lived, uh, dependent on the type of armor and whatnot. So, like, places in Germany, like Cologne and in places like Milan, armor, they had the best armor. Places in, like, Britain, they were kind of behind the ball for a few years. And everybody was at different points in their armor-making skill, you know? So, mm-hmm. it, you know, we saw, like, oven mitt, like, armor plates. And some guys at one point would have, like, individual fingers all just, like, decked I've out. I've seen those at, like, a, a museum. Like, they yeah. had the gauntlets. They looked like uh, fire-retarding gloves. Yeah, and then like they just had like little pieces of plate over like the knuckling and like mm-hmm. over the the hand there would be one big plate and then like several plates along the arm. Yeah, Dang. and uh, this well, uh, I can imagine it's hard to get like you know everybody got their own little style because yeah. it's hard to like get the word out when everyone's so spread out. Oh yeah, everyone's spread out. This is, like depends on your blacksmith and it just kind of like depends. Like I had some of these people, all you had was like your father, your father or your grandfather's armor. So you had like the older stuff and maybe you have this new young blood guy who born from a fancy family. Kids decked out to you know to the nines in like the most badass year, you know. Medieval fashion. Yeah, and so uh, I have here for like uh, we had a, some fifth three fifteenth century plate armor. It weighed about fifty to sixty pounds. Damn. Yeah. But that is over your whole. It's not all on your chest like you know like modern like fire equipment or military. It's all throughout your body. And trust me, there are videos online that you can look up of guys in real armor. You know, like actually heavy fifty running sprinting. So trust me, these you could maneuver in these. These were trained athletes, and they were they were intelligent human beings. They knew not to make this shit half a ton. Yeah. yeah. So these guys could like there was I remember there was a story I forget of who he fought. I think I don't know if it was in the War of the Roses. I forget his name. This man he would jog in his armor around the kingdom every morning just so he can be ready for it. That fucking armor must smell like ass. ass I'm sure <laughs> all these people must have smelled. Everybody smelled man. Horrible. <laughs> But it didn't matter at the time. There was no showers. Yeah. <laughs> so everybody just smelled. Everyone just smelled. Oh, you smell a little less shitty this morning. Mm-hmm. Oh, thank you. <laughs> yes, it's the puppies. I put them in my flowers in my head. <laughs> I rolled the running dog shit again. <laughs> you smell quite nice. Well, yeah. And it's also by the time... So when they had like full deck, plate armor, they didn't need the shield anymore. Yeah. So they're just using either... Their swords, but even then, at the point, they're kind of like they would use the opposite end of their sword, the handle and the hilt, because mm-hmm. what they're the the armor, the guys who would make the armor and the sword, it's it's I forget the proper word for it, but it's like dome, so it's all like kind of spherical. Yeah. So if you, when you come at it with a blade, no matter how strong you are, it's just gonna kind of gleam, you know, like, glance off, off yeah. you. So what became popular when finding knights and plated armor was war hammers and maces, because you could not necessarily dent, because it's still gonna be hard, but to but you can mess up transfer the, underneath, transfer yeah. that force basically. Or also, great thing, axes. Halberds, giant, double-handed. That's what some of the favorites of knights were. A mace. That's that's one of those sticks with the spikes on it. Right? Yeah, it's a stick with a ball and spikes on it. Sheesh. Yeah, and they weigh a ton. Yeah, and you could just oh bash someone's skull in with it. Yeah. Because it doesn't matter if there's something there. The energy transfer is enough to knock somebody out. Oh, yeah. yeah. Not only that, too, but you're stuck in that armor if it's dented, too. Yeah. But you I find yourself yeah. in the blacksmith again. Just... Yeah. <laughs> Actually, yeah, I can... It, again, but again, like to say the dent, it's still very tough. I've seen one where it's, they had like again proper made armor with the levels of like gamuts and stuff underneath, and he had a warhammer, but he had the sp- the spike end, 
Oh, the dude yeah. threw it into it and it like penetrated, but it quarter maybe like a quarter of an inch, and it was stuck in the armor. So they mm. think like it's not gonna kill you. You're gonna be slightly annoyed, and then that armor's gonna be stuck. So imagine you hit a dude, you can't get your weapon, and the dude's just looking down at you like, "What the fuck did you just do?" <laughs> imagine how terrifying that would be. That was get stabbed. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. it's not pretty, man. No. <laughs> and then a weapon that's often I don't know if you would say often equated with it is the 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 lance. The uh oh. the jousting thing. Yeah, the lance. I don't know why I had to I have it written there, I just want but yeah, that's that big stick that you see when tournaments when they're doing yeah, the jousting. Yeah, that's right, yeah. yeah. Now jousting that was a competition, but this was something that it was called it was the charge and it's literally a fuck ton of dudes in line on horses yeah. with these these th- these are eight with, f- with mega rapiers. It's been, it's an eight foot long stick. Yeah, that's heavy, and you tuck that underneath their arms. And remember, these guys had to practice. So you're trying to balance this riding a horse going what 40, 50 miles an hour, and then you gotta like try and make sure you hit your guy in front of you while he's trying to hit you as well. Yeah. Exactly right. But again, so this was the charge. This was ferocious. This is like against like again most people were when they were fighting. Pitch battles wasn't often. They were like parts of seizures and stuff. But it's like when they would fight like uh, the Middle Eastern people when like they were fighting for Jerusalem and the Crusades, they were decked out like the the Middle Eastern people. They were decked out in like light armor and like cloth and stuff. So you have this wall of dudes in metal coming at you with a giant stick. From yeah. they would just destroy it. Would they would tear through them? They got skewered. But oh now the thing is God. like after that initial charge, that the the lance basically useless yeah because when you're fighting and you're in the middle of all these guys around you you have a fucking eight foot stick you're like what the fuck are you you, yeah you drop it so you drop it and then you pull out your spear your axe whatever and you stay on your horse so it's a it's a kind of like a one-time use thing Mm -hmm. but it's definitely effective enough in terrorizing and in getting that first charge through just terrifying yeah so this is if you got a lance you you definitely put them in front of the line yeah yeah that's yeah that's like the only way they go yeah okay Mm -hmm. but yeah and then, of course, we can't forget the horse. The horse. The horse. The horse. Hey, why the long fucking face, you fucking horse? Hey, you know what horses are good for? Fucking glue. That's all I gotta say. <laughs> Chris, she doesn't even listen to this podcast. Ooh. I'm saying that for everyone. <laughs> okay. What do you got against horses, man? Look what what look what they've done for history and for mankind. <laughs> okay. What have they done? <laughs> It, um, illuminate me. Yes. <laughs> Arouse me. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever fits, man. <laughs> so a knight, a knight was nothing without his horse. That okay. was what, again, that was part of, they were part of an equestrian order. So that was what they were for. If a knight went bankrupt somehow and I guess shit repossessed, they were, they were left their horse because that was just such a form of dishonor. They wouldn't do that. Dang. Mm-hmm. And so like, some guys maybe have a one or two horses with them too, because it's like if a, a knight horse dies in battle, it's like holy shit. So you try to get on another horse. It's something that's like, for whatever reason in the culture in that time, that was like a super big like, you gotta have your horse. Yeah. That was a part of prestige and honor. It's like it's like if you're wealthy today and you have like a badass car. It's like where we work now, everybody drives Teslas and like Mercedes. It'd be them having a nice really a nice horse. It's just part of the culture and what it yeah. is. And also it helped in warfare too when you're. Going 40 miles an hour with a giant stick in your hand. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know. Not only, just imagine a fucking... So, a horse is part of the intimidation. The it motherfucker's is. running right at you yeah. and the dude's just looking right... You know, like... Yeah. Right Ho- horses are also not small. No. no. And in the case where they win up against, like, unhorsed people... Oh, yeah. That That is terrifying. Oh, just, no, when the... When the Spanish made it to Mexico and the, like the Aztecs and all the other yeah. groups... They've never seen horses. Horses yeah. hadn't been in the Americas for thousands of years. Yeah, dude. So they they never oh, saw that shit. Yeah, I'm just thinking like, imagine the first time you see a horse, you're like, oh shit. Also, it's dudes on horses, so it's like in, in metal armor, and you're like, what the fuck is yeah. this? Because all they have are llamas and alpacas. This is why everybody thought they they were gods. It was of some yeah, sort. the Spaniards, man. Yeah, it was crazy. But again, if you're in Europe, it's just part of the normal. Yeah, game. it's just yeah. normal. Yeah, but I say, okay. Again, there were issues to horses, but what were you gonna say? So okay, I just want to be clear with one thing. So this is not in America. No, this is all in in Western Europe. Yeah, oh. there was never such thing as knights. Yeah, there was never knights in the U.S. There was no nothing in the U.S. Well, not there was. I take that back. There was plenty of uh, you know There's the Native plenty of bullshittery, but it has nothing to do with this. <laughs> See this? Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna take you to to my the way my I was thinking. I thought this was an American thing. I mean, 
I mean, it, obviously, in our before it was called America, and I was like, that's what I was thinking. I'm like, oh, they got knighted. Huh. I thought that was just a British thing, but like, I see it's a European thing. It's, all, it's, yeah, a it's European, always been a yeah. European thing. That, well, that age was just not around, like, in the U.S., yeah. like, mm. or in the Americas. Yeah, it was a whole other different ballgame. Yeah. Yeah, again, like, when the Spaniards got there, that's why everybody was freaked out. They're like, who are these people? Why do they look like this? And not because they, that whole part of the world hadn't been interacting with them for thousands of years. Yeah. Yeah, but that's a story for another time. We can talk about that. That's a whole other. That's a whole other mess. Yeah, yeah we can talk about at <laughs> yeah. another time. We talk about how <clears throat> terrible the Spaniards were. Yeah, but there were uh, <laughs> there were problems with uh, with horses and handling them. Uh, first of all, we don't really know if they were fully armored. There are like we do. There are images and actually like uh, we do have like stuff of them like decked out in metal armor. But we also have to think of first of all how expensive that was. So not everybody could do that. That's a lot. And more also than how much you're wearing. Uh, yeah. Also, how much that would uh, restrict the horse in its movement and how fast it would Because already, you already have, a, let's say you have a 140-pound guy, and then you add 50 to 60 pounds of armor on top of him, plus all the shit he's carrying, so all his weapons, right? That's another one, maybe 100 pounds. Yeah, you and got then, like a 300-pound guy at the end of the day. At the end of the day, right? On just the normal horse. And sometimes you'll see him with like the cloth over, right? Now, if you want to put actual metal armor on that horse, that poor animal is not going to be able to go far for very long. So most of the time, we we see them, like, because all we have to go off are, like, manuscripts and, like, images yeah. of, like, obviously not the best art style to go off of. So we see, you know, obviously, like, the, the kind of, like, the little costume they put on. And sometimes mm-hmm. we've seen, like, uh, maybe some thin layers of cloth underneath to protect them. But that's really, that's as far as we know, right? So my guess is probably wasn't a lot of armored up horses. But again, that makes it, you know what that is? That's a great target. So for people with bows and arrows, crossbows, uh, spears... What do you go for first? Fuck the knight. I'm gonna fucking take out your horse. Take the horse off. Horse is on her. Either the horse can crush him to death afterwards, or you're just left there stranded with him on top of you going, oh shit. You know? Or you're left without your horse and you're in the middle of a battlefield. Yeah, that's gotta be, yeah, that's the like, so worst case scenario. Yeah, that's, so that's one thing is, you know, again, also how much it costs just to take care of a horse in general and all the maintenance to keep him healthy. And there's another thing is of transportation and especially getting them on boats. Yeah. Which was a pain in the ass, and it took a very long time. Like, by the time the Spaniards made it to the Americas, they already had a system down for it. But in these early stages, it was a bitch. Yeah. Because the horses, they're on a boat, they don't know what the fuck's going on. It's it's not it's easy. It's imagine freaking them, them freaking out and jumping and overboard. Either that or they start kicking, and yeah. So. Yeah, and it only takes one horse. One horse riles up the rest of the horses, and then it's just a mess. Exactly, yeah. yeah. And they're not the smartest animals no. either, so it's... Uh, for uh, all the benefits it had, there was also a fair amount of drawbacks to them. So there's always keep that in mind as well. And then uh, let's get to some knightly orders. And there's gonna be one that everybody goddamn knows. And I'm I am not going to go into depth into these. These are all people have written several books on all of these different orders. They they all get their own episodes. I'm sure at some point in new time. I can guarantee you the one you think we all know. I don't. Know. <laughs> I, I would be surprised if you. Yeah. Didn't. All right. So we'll start with the one that everybody knows. It's the Knights Templars. Okay. Okay. I, okay. Yeah, I would be concerned. So this but is... I only know the cartel, because there's a cartel named the Knights Templars. <laughs> have you played the Assassin's Creed games? Yes, I have. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I know the Knights. Okay, there you go. <laughs> yeah. Thank there's God no for video games. It. Everybody knows that. <laughs> so, yeah. So, uh, I'm, I'm not going to go into the deep history of these things and the crazy shit that they got into and all the individuals in it. I'll put it to you like this. Does anyone know why the Knights Templars were created? No. Chris? Absolutely. <laughs> well, uh, No. <laughs> So they were initially established to protect pilgrims on their way to the Holy Lands, to Jerusalem. Oh. They were paid by either, um, the pilgrims themselves or by other people, you know, like kings or dwarves. So like, yeah, you want to go on your pilgrimage to, to Jerusalem? Sure, the knights will protect you. And that's actually how they became extremely wealthy was through that and other crazy shit happens on, along the course, of course. But yeah, that was there's just protecting them and getting them into Jerusalem because it was extremely dangerous. Just ignoring the fact you're going in a sense what is enemy territories, you were fighting off the Muslims. Just... Going down the street in the concept of bandits everywhere yeah. and how dangerous it is. Just to go anywhere in this time yeah. was very dangerous. Dude, people used to, in the woods, used to hide in the woods to mug people. Yeah, and they were, were most likely going to kill you. Oy. That's and, how it went down. And man. then also, you forget animals like wolves and all kinds of crazy animals. So yeah, it was, these guys were well needed at the time. Yeah. There's another one that I really liked and I kind of was a little more into. They're known as the Knights Hospitaller. Have you guys heard of either of these guys? Mm-mm. I've heard of it, but I don't remember what it is. So these guys, they were started, same thing, they were doing the Crusades. They were started as um, kind of infirmary, as a, as a hospital for St. John's Hospital. Ah. And they created them in Malta and other places along, basically kind of close towards the battles yeah, yeah, or, uh, yeah. where the Crusades were happening. 
And uh, they started off again as like doctors and just kind of helping people out, but they eventually became a knighthood. And so these knights, they have the coolest outfits. They're all black with a white cross on them. And no, with these guys, down. no, it's tall. <laughs> they're all they all gonna be fighting for God. So yeah, they're, they're all upside down. Yeah. yeah, but anyway, these knights would um, they were because they were still also like priests and or not priests, but they were you know doctors and whatnot. They were very much more humble, and so the way they were taught was like to them, they didn't matter about the horse if. Someone needed that horse, whether it's to get to safety or another knight needed it, they would give up their horse. So you would also see paintings of like two knights, uh, hospitalers on one horse, showing how much they are willing to give up for the people around them. Wow. And what's amazing about it is, is the Knights Hospitaller still exists to this day. Oh, really? As the Knights of Malta. Yeah. And no longer as military, obviously, but as aid. Oh, wow. This is the only... And uh, where, where, what part of the world is this? In Malta. I can't remember off of where, but yeah. Malta. I can look it up. Yeah. But yeah, this they are the only uh, group to ever, that still exists to this day. Wow. And that's because they are a medical group in a sense. They're like, I wouldn't call them like medics in the way we know in military kind of stuff, but they were too. I mean, they could throw down. They could fight. They had swords and whatnot, so they knew how to do everything. And then lastly, I'll talk about... The... Malta is located in the Mediterranean Sea, south of Sicily. Thank you. Ah, Sicily. Now, where's Sicily? No, I, know, I know that's in Italy. <laughs> okay, thank you. But yeah, and again, that's probably why it's so close. Yeah. The Crusades are you know, not too far off. or They're trying to get there anyway. Now, lastly, I'll talk about one that's definitely not, you don't hear too much about. From what I briefly read, there was some crazy shit that happened, is the Teutonic Knight Order. Yeah. Never heard. Yeah. So these guys, they're Northerners. They're in Germany and a little further north. So they're in like the cold, harsh lands. And they're very, they're similar to the Knights Hospitaller and to the Templars of like helping pilgrims get to Jerusalem and then also like establishing hospitals. And then, so again, that's how they're similar. From what I read, I need to do some more fact-checking on this. Later down the line, they get crazy and they do not, and then they start slaughtering people in other countries. It gets kind of crazy, as it does with all these people. Again, these are three, these are three uh, orders that are often talked about when you read books about it. There are dozens of other orders that I'm not going to get into, and there's a lot that each of these could unpack. So we'll leave it there. And I'll just get, uh, lastly, well, not lastly, but almost to lastly, a couple famous knights that you may... And most likely not have heard of. So I will first start with a Spanish man, Rodrigo Diaz. Has anyone heard? Or, Rodrigo. Or also known as El Cid. No. I feel like this came up a couple of days ago. Did it? We were talking about something about Maybe. I don't know. So Only night that I've ever heard of is, uh, God damn it, I fucked up because I don't remember his name. <laughs> the, the one, the, the dude from the, uh, the guy that died, the Batman, the Riddler. No, no, not the Riddler, the Joker. What's his face? Keith Ledger? Keith Ledger. Didn't he have a movie where he was a knight? Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, that guy. Yes. That yeah. went south real quick. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so let me get back to Elysian real fast. Okay, I'm just going to give brief descriptions on all these people. Again, dozens of books have been written on all these individuals. So, Rodrigo Rodriguez, born around 1043 to like, to like 1099. He was a hero of the Spanish Reconquista. So, for those of us who do not know... It was the Spanish trying to reconquer Spain from the Moors or from the Muslims. And funny enough, he, for many years, was a mercenary and he fought for both Muslims and the Spanish. And so he fought on both sides. And there was a point where he just, for whatever reason, was like, fuck it, I'm going to help the Spanish. And he was actually able to push back, well, with his help, push back the Moors. And he came from an aristocratic Castilian family. And uh, he's one of the, definitely one of the most famous knights. There was, there was a movie on him, I don't know. 70s or 80s? 90s maybe? Keith Ledger movie, man. <laughs> no. But yeah, he, he's had movies and dozens of books on him. Um, fasc- fascinating character. Shut up. Fascinating character to look up. Then there is also Edward of Woodstock. Ooh. A British man. Or English. Uh, from 13- I'm guessing this is not Woodstock. Like. Yeah. Because no. okay. it's 1330s. Oh. From 1376. And he's the also... must have sucked back yeah. then. <laughs> he is also known as the Black Prince. Black Lives Matter. And he... All right. <laughs> anyway. He is a, a famous for... Uh, he was a famous commander during the Hundred Years' War, which is a long war fought between the the British, between the English and the French over territory and rightful kingships and all that jazz. What was really crazy about this guy, he's fought in the Battle of Poitiers. Poitiers I'm probably pronouncing this wrong. Poitiers. In 1356, and he captured King John II of France. Ah, 
actually he just captured the king. He captured the king. Were they looking for the king? Oh, of course, yeah. Oh, but again, okay. remember, I thought he just did it for fun. All these knights, all these cats are either related or you know of the knightly cult. He treated him with respect, treated him kindly. He kept him in a nice place, and then eventually paid or whatever, and he sent him back on his way home. So what? he didn't. So he, why did he capture him? I don't. I, man, I don't know. It's all. It's weird. It's like Pokemon, you know. You capture them, and then you're your homies. I mean, yeah, but you didn't release them. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, remember, all these people are related through intermarriage. So it's like if you go back home, it's like you killed, the, you know, like your sister's brother's husband or some shit like that. It's I all mean, weird. I know. I know. And then, <laughs> I'm, I'm not gonna. Yeah. It's weird. I go. What well, one day we'll get into the re, the 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 cultural aspects of the logistics of it. Yeah. I'm gonna hold you for a couple of hours, but you know what? Have you eaten? Yeah. Well, it's like it's like if it's like if you captured your cousin, you don't want to beat the shit out of your cousin, right? If I captured, I'm gonna kill him. I'm kidding. No, why am I capturing him in the first place? It's the ultimate game of capture the flag. I would be upset. Okay, <laughs> that's all. Okay, that's how best I could equate. I got this. shit to do, man. I don't have time for this shit. I mean, you got, and then, and then. They but if you capture you the, but if you capture the flag, then you are the king. Oh, so this is just for fun. Kinda. Oh. In a way. In a weird way. Are rich people now. It's literally rich people problems. It's just I want to be the king. No, I want to be the king. Fuck you. We'll fight each other. Sorry, how it goes. Just, yeah, well, yeah, but then they let him go. I mean, I, that's the so no one really died. No, people died. No, there was violence and people did. It's just typically the knights and kings people were supposed to show is because they were interrelated more often than not, and it's a code. No. I know. Um, Again, if you're no, if you're it's just for like two random guys in the middle of battle, you're both gonna kill each other. Okay. No, you know, hands down. But it's just like the really high up guys, you gotta be. Cordial about it. Hmm. I, I respect that. Yeah. Not really. Yeah. Now here's one that everybody's going to know. I would hope everyone knows. It's Joan of Arc. Uh, yes. I do remember Joan of Arc. Joan of Arc, the French woman from Orleans. Uh, the one that was like, don't kill the messenger or some shit like that, right? I don't, well, she heard the voices of God and angels. Okay. <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> so she was around from 1412 to 1433. And by the way, at the age of 17, she was leading French armies against the English. She was a beast with her magic sword. Yeah, she didn't have a magic sword. She is this thing real? Joan of Arc, she is real. She was definitely she real. She really had a magic sword. No, she did no, not she have, did a, not have, have a, magic a magic sword. <laughs> it was just said that, like, she could, like... I don't understand what it was. No, she, she... She, like, spoke to God and that she was invincible while holding her sword. Okay, so let me just get one. No, that's King sword. Arthur. Is that King Arthur? That's King Arthur. Is like, he was in Pentru... If, like, his scabbard... Oh, that was that thing. Yeah, His scabbard, if he, as long as he had his scabbard, he was in Pentru... That was what it was. Okay. Joan of Arc heard voices of God in angels. She definitely did that, though. So Joan of Arc... And then got burned. Heard yeah. voices of God... Yes. And led armies. And people... At the age of 17. At the... So she was a cult leader. She would she would have been a great cult leader in well, our I don't, time. Well, I, I don't, what's really interesting again? She's like God told me, what's we all gotta have sex? I get uh, her story long. A lot of research has done on it. To do it, be a cool episode to do on her. She, I'll put it to you like this: She's in the middle of one fuck nowhere, Orleans, France. She is a redneck. She doesn't know how to read or write or do anything like that. She hears the voices of God. It's got she, schizophrenia, man. Yeah. Okay. So you tell me the random crackhead could get on a horse and lead people in a battle and win? Yeah, you get me a crackhead on a horse today. <laughs> we don't even know what he's capable of. I don't, of, yeah, I, I wouldn't argue We don't know what they're capable of. This is definitely of, a bad example because I would yeah. not argue okay. against that. And then you take Joan of Arc to a modern day hospital and this bitch telling you that she fucking hears voices of God, she's a schizophrenic. <laughs> I mean, whether she was or not, she kicked ass. She was ass. a good schizo, yeah. Yeah. Uh, regardless, also, to uh, another thing about it, so she was ex- when she was captured by the, by the English... She was being questioned by priests and monks who all they did was study the Bible. She was outwitting them, and she didn't know how to read. Again, interesting. Just an interesting character to think about. She was burned at the stake. She was definitely burned. <laughs> yeah, man. <laughs> but now what's interesting about this is to how much the English hated her. Typically, when someone is burnt at the stake, um, it's typically they kind of, you know, like as the flame is going higher and it's kind of burning your lower half, they leave it to a point where they don't actually burn you alive. There's a guy behind you with a, a noose, basically. They throw the, the rope around your neck, and then they kill you that way. So you don't actually burn to death. She didn't get that. Her pedestal thing was put higher so that no one could actually throw a rope in her, so she actually burned to death. Oof. She got That's fried. how uh, hated she was. Joan of Arc. This, we were definitely talking about this the Ooh. other day. Well, yeah, we were talking about burnings and whatnot because we were watching yeah. Castlevania. Oh, that's right. I forgot about that. Yeah. Cool. And now then... uh. 
So while Joan at, her, at, the, at, her, at the time of her life may not have been considered a nine just because of her being a woman and people, at her hearing voices of God, people may not have agreed with her. There were other... Like, this chick is crazy, dude. <laughs> she had a bunch of homies who were like, yo, we're down with you. That like fought by her side. She has like she had like her own band of like homies. Yeah, so did Charles Manson. <laughs> <laughs> Chris, always the ever optimistic. Yes. Then we have uh, ignore the movie music playing in the background. By the way. <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> anyway, this is a perfect soundtrack to the story. It really is. And then, um, for all the ladies listening, all one of them, if I if any. <laughs> Uh, there were other uh, women who were knights and who did fight in battles. There aren't a lot. We don't have a lot of information on it. But there are. One that we know have of is Marguerite de Angenot. De Angenot. Sorry. She fought in the War of the Roses. We have Nicolas de la Haye. Hey. She was English. She uh, actually defended her fort castle. So she fought in battle. And we have another woman, Eleanor of Aquitaine, who, now we don't, it's, she has been seen like decked out in her armor and going with people to the battle. We don't believe she actually did fight in battle. We believe she just kind of hung out in the backgrounds. So. Okay. But there were other women who did fight. It wasn't a lot, but there were. Were women not allowed to fight at this time, huh? Technically, no. Okay. You know, realistically, no. It was women as a whole, I mean, throughout most of history and across the planet, they were subjugated and they weren't meant to be in that level of power i was about to say it must have been good to be a woman not being able to fight but no it no. must have sucked you know life for them back then probably sucked. terrible life yeah. for them sucked but there were women warriors at this time joan being one of them and marguerite and all these other individuals they did exist it wasn't often because again that wasn't a woman's place that wasn't what she was supposed to be doing that wasn't the norm the cultural norm for really anywhere at the time but they did exist but now then i want to lastly i want to talk about the fall of the night now, in the book that I read, it, it elicits several reasons, and I'm, there probably is not one silver bullet that killed the knight, you know, I read everything from uh, it being harder to become a knight, and those numbers thinning out, to mercenary work becoming much more frequent, to the way battles were being fought, there are many uh, things to this, right, just to be like acquiring a horse and all of that, but one of the things that I would like to put forward is that the thing that truly killed the knight was guns, yeah. and the invention of gunpowder. Now, knights did use them, obviously, into the 1500s, because we know of Hernan Cortez and his homies rolling up with cannons. So they did use guns, muskets, and whatnot. However, in actual battle against themselves, knights versus knights, as cannons and infantrymen carrying more projectile weapons became normal, a dude wearing 50-pound armor that can't protect you against gunfire Mm-mm. is obsolete. Which yeah. is unfortunate, because by this time, it became much easier to make this armor, and you could deck out a full army as knights. Do you know by any chance who was the first ones to come out with uh, gunpowder? Oh, it was the Chinese. So the Chinese made gunpowder and it would eventually make its way into Europe. Okay. So, yeah. Wow. But what's funny is like, you know, I've seen people try to say I could a knife's armor protect you from a gun. And again, by this time in the 1500s, because the small thing had become, they'd become so good at making armor, you could protect yourself in one case. So, again... You can buy the normal armor. You had to be of the highest class and the most money to make this second-plated chest armor. So it's like two plates underneath each other. And they tested it with like what a, would have been a flintlock rifle or weapon of that time. And it would protect you for one hit. Mm. That's all you got. After that, your armor is fucking useless. Yeah, they're not going to just hit, try to hit you once either. So why deck out a whole army and fucking this yeah. much money in armor and whatnot when you can just put them in clothing? It's a padded cloth and have them be able to run faster, move a little quicker, easier to breathe in. You know, because while as good as these armors were, you're in a fucking metal tube. You have this Pfizer in front of you. You had isolates. You know how hard it is to breathe in that shit? Yeah. It is so can't breathe. You know how many knights actually died was just like in the middle of the battle. They thought they had a moment. They're like, (gasps) got an arrow through the face. So, yeah. Again, while realistically the gunpowder wasn't the silver bullet, I'm putting it's the final nail in the coffin Mm -hmm. for what would become a knight. Would concur. Yeah. Again. Yeah. yeah. And then think about how crazy. I mean, I've I've thought about this recently. I don't know, man. It might like be out of subject, but imagine how crazy it would be of someone back then thinking about you know like always like fighting with swords and everything. Uh-huh. Imagine they re- they saw how we modern fought. war is now with yeah. all this fucking like. We're miles away from each other. Can't yeah, even see each it's other. It's not even close. Man. Yeah, and it, it, dude, we're in different parts of the world, mm-hmm. and we could still attack. And, and you know what's amazing is we we fought like this for a majority of our history. 
Because really, modern warfare is World War One. Prior to that, it's like the Napoleonic Wars, and yeah. it's just you're using guns and cannons, but it's still kind of in that weird in between of like honor and uh, you know weird yeah. shit like that. But yeah, all that went out the window really real fast when war. when yeah, World War One kicked in. So yeah, it's only been a hundred years that we are used to this form of fighting, so to speak. When most of us, it's up close and personal, and it's nasty. Yeah. World, World War was what nineteen. World War One was in the beginning of the nineteen, yeah. uh, like nineteen twenties. No, 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 no nineteen uh, like thirteen, 19, fourteen, yeah. fifteen. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's World War One. That's World, World War One. Yeah. And literally, what like four hundred years before that? Excuse me. Was where <laughs> we were using swords yeah. and shit. Yeah. yeah. And again, before that, there were swore you know like fights, but it was it, it was still lurched in that old form of like fighting that we would think of knights and stuff like that and honor. Yeah, everybody standing on the line, shoot at each other, and up in the field. Yeah. And then you bring in tanks and machine guns. That changed it all yeah, real fast. Yeah, that changed everything. It went upside down real quick. Dude, that's crazy, man. Like, you know, like, we've been just like, I feel like this Earth, I mean, Earth, uh-huh. is just like a fucking, a battlefield. Uh, there's always battles. It's just always, a, it's Earth always is just a giant battlefield, man. It's like now finally kind of like calming down a little bit. Mm-hmm. A little bit. A little bit, but yeah, no, trust me, I mean... Throughout the world, there's always been fights for conquering land or resources. You name it, you know. Hatred, or that too. Yeah. Now, it's now it is a time. Hatred. Now it's been a time where it's slowly kind of cooled off to a sense. They could always go back to it. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, it well, won't take that much. <laughs> no, it does not. But uh. In 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 a fantasy, yeah, maybe we might find some peace. But <laughs> yeah, in a fantasy. In a fantasy. Uh, but again, this was our little foray into nights. This was again bare bones. Minimum stuff that I did for you guys, just of just how crazy it's been lately. I thought it was really cool. It was, it was quite good. educational. Actually. I appreciate it. I would like to again for myself just do better research and give it a more structured format. Because uh, there's so, I mean, there's so much tonight, right? This yeah. is a huge topic. Like I said, the yeah, Knights Templar, the Knights Hospital Tower, are people have written dozens of books and scholarly articles on it. So all these guys and all these different aspects, the concept of just like making a sword is his own episode kind of thing. Yeah, if I yeah, wanted yeah. to, right? So there's there's a lot to this. Hopefully, this just gets you interested in history and certain aspects of it and just for you to look into people like Joan of Arc or El Cid yeah, or history others. is such a broad spectrum there's, like definitely. there's like you can't tell me you don't like history like uh, because there's so many people that don't know but it's the thing is like you think you don't yeah, yeah exactly it's, that's what it is it's you think you don't mm-hmm. there's always something you like and you can go back within the history of what you like yeah like, there's history, history for everything let, yeah, let, let me put everything. this in an example man if you hate school but you like love music whether it be in hip hop or fucking rock and mm-hmm. roll, man. You still look at that music that inspired you. That's yeah. history. That's it. Yeah, it's history mm-hmm. music. It's, yeah. it's history's everywhere. You can't tell me you don't like history. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Man. And I just want to give a quick shout out to my boy Nick, man. Because he is putting mad... This is his podcast, man. He is doing the, all the research. And, um, yeah, man. Yeah, this, like, is, this has been really cool. Man. Yeah, man. Thank you. Very I appreciate educated that. dude right here. Well, folks, like I said earlier, I hope we can come to you on a more regular basis now. I mean, with the year starting, I don't know what the hell is going to happen, but hopefully I can get more stuff to us in a more timely fashion and you'll have something to listen to while you're... Find our footing. Yeah, find, my, find our footing and hopefully while you're all cooped up in your homes or anywhere driving somewhere, you can have something fun and hopefully enjoyable to listen to. Yeah, enjoy this, keep your mask on, and keep safe. Uh, everybody stay safe. Stay safe I don't mean to be the, pr- the, the fucking... Guy telling you what to do, but god damn it, I want to go to a bar, so put put your fucking mask on, man. So maybe <laughs> by fucking July, we can go to a bar and enjoy a goddamn drink. Uh, that's right. it. We all hope you have a safe a safe day. Good night. Good night, everybody. Y'all have a good one. Take it easy. Bye-bye. Ow!